actually the song I want to sing is I'm Just Kin. <laughs> Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Wendy. And we are here because we had joy in our week, and we wanted to share our joy with you, particularly the cinematic joys, but also other joys, because there's a lot of joy to be had. (laughs) Even in this burning crisp of a world that we live in now. (laughs) This hellscape. Uh, Um, Hellscape, but but not without its merits, you know. Right, you know what? The the amazing (laughs) thing about humans is how resilient we are. It's true. Indeed. I mean, that's going to be tested to its extent, probably in a few years or so. But, you know, you know, what can you do at this point? (laughs) I've, I feel like, um, yeah, I don't want to go further down this path is what I feel like. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, Wendy, uh, cinematically, <laughs> what sort of things have brought you joy this week? <laughs> Melissa, I saw Barbie. Yeah! How did you like Barbie? <gasps> okay. Now, I need to set the scene for you that my daughter, Theodora, uh-huh. saw it before we did. She came home. Okay. And she was like... I really liked it. Mom, you're going to love it. And there is this one song. And I said, I know that there's a dance number. She's like, you are going to love it. (laughs) So we were on Friday night. Chris and I were like, let's go see Barbie. And we said, Theodora, you could stay home or you could come with us. She's like, oh, I want to see it again, which I need to clarify. That doesn't happen a lot with my kiddo. Um, Nice. So we all go out to see it. And... When that and listeners, spoilers ahoy. So if you haven't seen Barbie, turn away now, come mm-hmm. back later. Um, but when we get to the gorgeous cinematic treasure that is <laughs> I'm Just Ken, um, <laughs> Theodora looks at me, grins, and she just leans into it. She's like, Yeah, she's she's emoing her face while he's singing. It was. <laughs> so glorious like yes my joy was in the moment but it was also how much my daughter was in the moment with me oh yeah um it was so great yes so let's let's talk about barbie for a minute um spoiler zone spoiler zone spoiler zone so let's talk about barbie for a moment before we even dive in, I want to be clear. Look, the, the closing Billie Eilish song is powerful and it's fucking on the nose. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. But if the producers of this movie are at, like, so help me God, 
<laughs> if they're filthy cowards who don't nominate I'm Just Kin for the Oscar, put it up for <laughs> contention, I... I will flip a table. That's the song that I want to see performed at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, Billie Eilish, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No, I want Ryan Gosling. I want Simu Liu. I want the whole dance number and the dance fight that was both West Side Story and Greased Lightning somehow. And Uh give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) So, obviously, Margot Robbie is amazing. The the cast everywhere is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Cera, glorious as Alan. Yes. Um, so fantastic. America Ferreira, wonderful. I will say Will Ferrell took me out of the movie. Like, yeah. I, I would have appreciated somebody, somebody else who could have done that exact shtick, but not just been, oh, look, it's Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell. Um uh, for fans of Sex Education, which is a, a British show that you can find on Netflix, that was a reunion. Um, there were three <laughs> actors from that show in the movie, and one of them mm-hmm. was the adorable, sweet, nerdy um, employee from Mattel who brought the news to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's hilarious is in Sex Education, he's the tough bully. And so oh, he's, interesting. Yeah. And so I'm like, I know that actor. Look at him. He's so sweet and soft. Oh, I'm really enjoying. I would give you a hug. <laughs> um, what I loved about it. Like what I didn't realize was the actual title of the movie was Barbie fights the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I loved was how hollow the patriarchy was. Oh, yeah. Which we know, right? Mm -hmm. That it really points out that women on their own just want to be left alone, Mm -hmm. right? And they're not doing anything to impede the Kens from doing whatever they want. The Kens, like, the Kens can have their own houses, cars, whatever. The Barbies aren't making it so they can't, other than, of course that all the positions of power are held by women. Um, That is true. But when the Kens get power, they demand obedience and and attention from the Barbies. And I'm like, that is so fucking on the nose, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's the problem is, hey, just cool. Like, Let's have a partnership of equals. You do your thing. I do my thing. And if we want to do the same thing at the same time, cool. No, I need you to make me the center of your world. Like that's like, it's so cool. And, and I get, I love how they really rebranded Barbie for the now. Like Mattel was, I, I understand that probably Mattel was scared and probably asked for a lot of changes, but at the same time, this is a marketing boom for them. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. You Barbie, which had become a cliche, has now been reinvented again as a feminist icon. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> come on. I, yeah. <sighs> and the right. costumes and mm-hmm. the choreography and um, and the old woman on the bench. Yep. And Ruth, you know who that is, right? Yes, I do. She, listeners, she is 
a highly like a prolific costume designer for Hollywood movies. Starting in the 60s, one of her first films was fucking Midnight Cowboy. And she's still working. She costume designed Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And (laughs) like the glorious moment of Barbie looking at her and saying, you're beautiful. And her response simply being, yeah, I know it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know it. You don't need need to tell me. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Um, and how great is real Perlman? Oh, right. I, yes, yes. I love the last line of the movie. Like I, and it came out of, like, I was genuinely surprised. It got a bark of surprised laughter out of me. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was great. So real quick before I'm, I'm done gushing, let's chitty chat just for a moment about that soon to be iconic song i'm just ken Um, (laughs) because it was written by mark ronson do you know about this oh i know he wrote the song as a joke sent it to greta gerwig just as a joke and was like and then greta's like no i want it in the movie and Mm -hmm. he's like wait what and he wrote it with (laughs) Andrew Riot. Now, Mark has previously written for like um, Amy Winehouse and Bruno Mars. So he's like Rehab and Uptown Funk. And of course, mm-hmm. um, he and Andrew worked together on the song Shallow for the new Star is Born. What I didn't know is that Andrew Riot is the lead singer of Mike Snow, <laughs> <laughs> who had one of my, uh, one of my absolute favorite videos of the last 10 years Genghis Khan so listeners Mm -hmm. look up the music video for Genghis Khan and just enjoy also like Mike Snow you know it's a bop right you need to listen to them (laughs) so yeah so that was that was Barbie I was so happy it I had managed to successfully avoid a lot of where it was going I am so happy about that. Yeah. I knew there wasn't a musical number. I knew that um, Barbie and Ken would go to the real world, but I had no idea that it was all about Ken, like trying to take over and build patriarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the line, honestly, once I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest. And I feel like, <laughs> again, so fucking on the nose. And, oh, the song choice for the serenade. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Theodora was, because Chris and I were like, holy shit, what a perfect song choice. And Theodora was like, wait, is that a... That's real. That's a real song? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, who would write that? Oh, my God. And I'm like, Matchbox 20. Yeah, yeah. And I and I had to be like, you know what? There's a place for a song like that when you're you are in that relationship where you want someone and they don't want you back, and you're having the frustration of "I wish I could make you." Like it's toxic, and it knows it. Like I want to be clear, mm-hmm. they know that song is toxic, which is why it was such a perfect choice. But did you? I saw a clip online of Matchbox Twenty at a concert. And they dedicated Bush to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Perfect. 
They're like, this one's for Ryan Gosling, and they lean in to push, and I was... Yeah, the definitely the movie of the year so far. Um, yeah, and what I love is how much op- people are talking about Oppenheimer is you know it's brilliant you know it's brilliant it's amazing it's well crafted blah 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 but the cultural conversation is Barbie for Truth. sure for sure absolutely love uh, it between Barbie and the Eras tour. And and then Beyonce as just what I love is that Beyonce is like this additional side note over here of like, by the way, also like, hot dang, it is an amazing time to have female entertainment out there. It's true. It is. Mm. Glorious. Really Glorious. True. Melissa, what yeah. did you see this week that brought you joy? I saw a bunch of things uh, this week. No uh, total home runs, but my friend Noel... Uh, came over on Saturday and we watched a whole bunch of Na- uh, Nabuhiko uh, Obayashi movies. And uh, the thing about the filmmaker Nabuhiko uh, Obayashi is that only two of his movies have ever been released here in the United States, officially. Huh. One of them being Haozu. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Oh, okay. But the thing is, he's done. He did a lot of movies in Japan. He was he was kind of this uh, will direct anything for food sort of filmmaker, and uh, also a very very prolific uh, commercial uh, director. Uh, he also did the Mandem commercial, Wendy. Oh my God, that's amazing! I think right? I knew that. Did I think we talked about that when we watched? Yeah, we've, we've talked about that. But uh, Noel, being a very skilled finder of um, hard to find movies, like even if they haven't been released in a market, he he got his hands on a whole bunch of Obayashi movies a couple years ago, and he curated uh, a lineup of four of them oh. to watch uh, to share with me and with Kelvin. Because Kelvin was also not busy that day, and so the three of us got together and watched these movies. And uh, they were all experiences. None of them were as crazy as Haozu, because really it's not possible to be crazier than Haozu. I mean, do you want something crazier than Haozu? Right. Mm. I mean, there, there, there was one of them that was basically Japanese giallo made-for-TV movie crazy... <laughs> Okay. Basically, Obayashi deciding to do the bad seed. And that was absolutely wackadoo. Not as wackadoo as Haosu, but it was a thing. Um, But the one I really enjoyed uh, was that, like, truly enjoyed was this movie called The Rocking Horses. Or The the Rocking Horsemen. Sorry. The Rocking Horsemen. And it is basically Japanese Sing Street. No. <gasps> yeah. So it's set in the 60s and it's a uh, little clutch of of these these Japanese high school boys who decide they want to make uh they want to make a, a rock band, kind of like the Ventures. So that kind of surf surf rock and guitar sort of rock band in the 60s. And nobody in their small town really gets it uh but they they all have heard you know the beatles on the radio and yeah they want to be a rock band and so like uh the the guy who is chosen to be the drummer starts learning on drums he 
makes out of cardboard, like he makes his own drum set out of cardboard and starts practicing on it. And, oh, that's adorable. Uh, one of the guys has his paints his uh, uh, acoustic guitar bright green, trying to. Anyway, they they eventually get into get some real instruments, and they have enough adults supporting them that you know they get things together. Uh, they can't find anybody who will uh, give them a practice area, so they go practice in the cemetery. <laughs> 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 and it's it's just adorable. It's about these guys ha- just having a little little uh, rock band that uh, you know means a lot to them. And to a few people in their immediate community. And, you know, when high school's done, it's done. And it's very sweet. And it's one of those movies where it's... I, I think I just need to get a, a copy of the file that Noel has and just show it around. Because, like I said, it's never been really uh, released for the English well, that's market. that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's adorable. It's very sweet. I want to apologize. Uh, apparently, we just need to accept that BB is also podcasting with us because whenever I close the door in here to record with you, BB starts yowling at the door, and so I let her in, and then she's like, "Excellent! I'm gonna push things off and try to crawl in your lap and purr into the microphone." See, really, I'm Dr. Doolittle. I just call all the animals to me, even just through audio. Apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving up. Like, there's, she's uncontrollable. I, she's in charge. I just live here. Um, so what else has brought you joy this week, Melissa? You know what? Uh, Kelvin and I have been plowing through Ted Lasso. We are now halfway through season three. Oh, my So we are coming up. We're five episodes from the end, and uh, yeah, it's making okay. me feel all warm and toasty inside. Which episode did you just watch? Um, it's, I think it was the Amsterdam one. The, I, okay, right? if, you, if you're new to say Amsterdam, then you've seen the Amsterdam. Isn't oh, the... I know. I know I've seen the Amsterdam. I'm trying to think if we, we went one past that. The Amsterdam episode. <laughs> I know. It's so sweet. Did you oh, know it no, has... No, we got one past it because we ended on um, rebuilding the restaurant. <gasps> Yay. Right. Oh, that oh. that one made me verklempt. That was right. very... I was very teary-eyed at that one. I am... Um, did you know that, like, on Reddit reviews of, like, best episodes... The two lowest scoring episodes. Can you guess what they are of Ted Lasso? Lowest scoring. Like in terms of these two were the worst, according to Reddit users. Well, first of all, I don't trust Reddit users. Well, no, but but I just, I find it fascinating as just a, huh, that is a group of people that have that opinion that is very different from mine. Interesting. (laughs) Because the two lowest scoring episodes... Yeah. Or the Amsterdam one. What? And Coach Beard's Night Out. <gasps> no. Right. <laughs> no. I refuse. I refuse. Well, I refuse. I don't know what their criteria is, but apparently it is very different from mine because those two episodes are two of my absolute favorite. I love just that one glimpse into the life of Coach Beard outside of what goes right? on. Uh, during and the, the development hours. of the trio of the fans, our, yeah. our lovely bar barfly 
gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they are one-night adventures. Who yeah. doesn't love a one-night adventure movie? Right. Come on. <sighs> and when when Roy and Jamie come pulling up on their bikes. Yeah. And then the creepy guy who loaned them just runs out of nowhere to grab them and leaves. Yep. That was and, the best. And Coach Beard showing up in the Ziggy st- uh, Piggy <laughs> Stardust outfit. Right? And Higgins taking uh, Will and- to the jazz bar. Yeah. And then his and adorable then- conversation with his mom. Oh, yeah. And then this lovely couple wanted to have a threesome with me. <laughs> I I love that they they built out Will. Mm-hmm. And like, but did not I, I love the the craft of showing us glimpses more of Will without having to lean in to like fully flesh him out as yet another supporting character, right? But right. instead, just those glimpses and how much how each of those glimpses gives you such a full picture of will i can't there's a couple more moments like that as the season goes on and i cannot wait for you to see like keep your eye on will because some of the funniest little aside goofy things are will (laughs) (laughs) so yeah oh i'm so glad you're watching ted last i'm going to be sad when it's gone but well then you just (sighs) start over but it I'm also glad that it has an end point. Yes. Which is which is most of my problem with watching TV shows. Yeah, right? This has a set end date and that makes me happy. It's not I watch this season then I have to wait wait for more or forget what just happened or you know what you know go through ups and downs of quality whatever. This just had this is 3 seasons and that is done and i like that that's i mean that makes it just a really long movie (laughs) i mean yeah it's Um, true well and even if they do the spinoff that they're planning on it's it's a different arc yeah it's a sequel right it's Mm -hmm. you 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 don't need it in order to have finished ted lasso so yeah i appreciate that too um Mm -hmm. uh let's see i Let's see. Yes. I um I would like to say what is bringing me joy right now is Kindle Unlimited through Amazon. I think that now granted fuck Amazon. Um mm. but what Kindle Unlimited and the ability to sell ebooks on Amazon's platform is doing for small independent writers is mm-hmm. kind of amazing. It and is. I have found some really lovely, charming stories that I would never have tried simply because I happen to have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. And so you scroll through and you're like, well, I mean, it's free to read it. Why wouldn't I? Right. And um, and they do, by the way, listeners, if you didn't know, they regularly do, I think about twice a year, stuff your Kindle days where a whole ton of these ebooks are free on mm-hmm. that day for you to just go out and purchase for zero dollars. Oh, so nice. 
Um, and I mean, people grab hundred people plan in advance and grab mm-hmm. hundreds. And there are all kind of blog posts with people's different recommendations for if this is what you want, like try out these, try out these, try out these. And I mean, yeah, it's also the source of my smut that I am reading, my, my yeah. erotica. Um, <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, the smut that I am reading is currently mercenaries and magic. So it's all about assassins who fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to read that? Yeah. And then they have a couple of spicy sex scenes, whatever. But yeah. um yeah, Kindle Unlimited listeners, if you are someone who is a prolific reader, which I am, and like can doesn't need everything to be the most brilliant ever, but can appreciate like interesting new ideas, even if sometimes there's some clunky elements, um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Like I right. have really I have become a reader again this year, and I think it's in large part to having just so much available to me. Right. So, yeah. Also, so, Melissa, know, we showed oh. Theodora Fargo, and she was giggling the whole way through it. <gasps> Yay! And it's so much funnier than I remembered if you just, like, immediately accept the premise. But boy, howdy, William H. Macy just made a career there for a bit on being a sad oh, God, sack. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like was just, good at it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that's uncomfortable about it because, you know, it's the cones. But um, by mm. the time we got to the ending scene <laughs> and she's walking up on that and Theodore is like, what is he doing? What is that machine? <laughs> And I realized, I don't know if she knows what that machine is. And so I just said, have you ever heard of a wood chipper? And she just went, oh, Oh, no, (laughs) like the the gasp of horror. And then and then like like black, black humor giggling. (laughs) I mean, not everybody wants kids, but half the fun of having kids is getting to show them shit like Fargo. So yeah, oh, side note. perfect. That also brought me oh. joy. I had another uh, side note for you going back to books. Um, I'm reading Sense and Sensibility and thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, I love Austin. Yay. So You know what? Uh, and before reading Sense and Sensibility, I read, um, I had picked up at a used bookstore, a very small book that was a collection of her unfinished stuff. Oh, so the Watsons, uh, Lady Susan, and Sanditon, those are the three. Mm-hmm. So like one of them she was writing at, as she was fairly young and just kind of abandoned it. One of them, she did kind of finish, and I can't remember what the deal is with that one, but the third one was uh, the the Waltons, oh, Watsons, it's the Watsons, Um that one was the one she was writing when she died. Mm. So I was reading these and it's like, I'm getting into it. Oh, <laughs> Let me. okay. I guess I'll read the next one. Ooh, this is fun. Oh, <laughs> because it just kind of ends <laughs> after. I know. I'll pick you know, up a book of unfinished going. stories and keep forgetting that they're unfinished. But, it, you know, it reminded me how much fun it is to read Jane Austen. And yeah. it's like, 
Uh, now I need to read one that actually finishes. So here's here's Sense and Sensibility, which I have never actually read. So oh yay yeah yeah I'm that having makes... fun with that. Yeah, I I need to read uh, the Three Musketeers. Oh, it's so great, right? Because you have been so loving reading Dumas, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I need to read the Three Musketeers. I've got it. I just I keep getting distracted by my smut, um, <laughs> as we know. I mean, uh, Dumas gets kind of saucy at sometimes too. I know, right? It's so much fun to read like older literature and older see, popular lit. Yeah, and see yeah. the bits that would have been titillating and scandalous at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, woo, woo! There, it's done. No, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's me. <laughs> I kept forgetting who who's running this episode. <laughs> it's me. Sorry. Okay. Thank you, dear listeners, for joining us on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We so enjoyed sharing our joys with you and with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we will see you next week. I have been... Mal- see you next week. Hear you- no, you'll hear us next week. I always fuck that up. Uh, anyway, I've been <laughs> Melissa. Over there is... <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> my favorite co-host and we will uh uh our our digital voices will reach your ears next week yes there we go yeah Bye-bye. thank you for joining us in the xanadu cinema pleasure dome our theme song was written by tim wick and jeffrey brown and recorded and mastered by chad dutton New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Gazelic. 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 Gazelic.